Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This is a Radio Stakano production. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moa. We should talk about Stakhanov. <laughs> Stakhanov. We have liftoff. <laughs> he was a Russian um, propaganda image, wasn't vehicle, he? Vehicle. vehicle. He yeah. was a man who dug out more uh, coal yeah. than anyone else in one day. And he was kind of held up as being this great Soviet icon because he was really, really good at uh, digging coal out. And he worked harder than anybody else. And he was a real poster He, br- he broke the record for, for amount of coal mm. shoveled in a shift and mined in a shift. I, why we've called our company that, I don't well, I'll, know. I'll tell you why. Are, why. I'll tell you why. Because my friend Duncan and I, my friend Duncan and I had the idea. By the way, this is the Luke and Pete show, episode Hello. 126. That's Pete, I'm Luke. Mm. Uh, we like to get stuck straight into it. Um, so we make no apology for that. Yeah. My friend Duncan and I had the idea for Stakhanov as a really cool name for something back in the day when I was working in music and we were uh, quite at the start of our own record label, right? Um, which we were going to call Stakhanov Industries, which is what our email addresses are now, right? Uh, uh, but then because we were going to, we then repositioned it around a um, an audio company, mm. we thought we'd change it to Radio Stakhanov and that's where it came from. Oh. I mean, you should know, you want, you want really the, know one of the shareholders of the company, you should know I that. just heard a man who does a lot of hard work and I didn't want any part of it. No, exactly. I just want to get well, out. I mean, you're very naturally talented, Peter, and, and for that I'll give you credit, but I am not, so a lot of my stuff comes down to hard work and that's probably why. Okay, so I'm like the um, Diego Maradona, no, R- Ronaldinho. Yeah. And you're Ronald Koeman. <laughs> you, yeah. If yeah, you like, yeah. That? Yeah. All Although right. I think you, you, I mean, it's a stretch for you, but it certainly fits Rude. for me that. Rude. Um, how you been doing, mate? What's been going on? Been all right. Um, uh, Keeping busy? Uh, yeah. Got over your engraving problems of last time around? Fucking ing- you, you, why did you have to remind don't me talk of that? I'm furious. No? No, okay, Bloody right. furious, okay. I am. Yeah. We can talk about that now, I think. Okay. <laughs> all right. I got a watch engraved. Okay, and it right. Was, uh, and, and they scratched the fuck out of the back of it. So you're going to get it redone, presumably? You can't. No, because it's all just scratched it. I can't, engra- I can't engrave the scratches out unless I make like a really ornate design, cover it all in engraving. Like a tattoo cover. But it's like a, a bit like, a yeah. bit like uh, Father Ted's car, isn't it? Where he starts, there's a little ding and he starts tapping the side of it, it until yeah. the whole car is covered in dings. I think about that and allows you a lot. Isn't it strange that, um, uh, who's the creator of Father Ted? Oh, um, um, what's he, the Graham Linnehan? Glinna. Graham Linnehan. He's a... Uh, He's gone a bit fucking batshit, hasn't he? Stop swearing. You're swearing so much recently. What do you mean? Saying shit. You swear all the time. You can say that on the radio. You can literally say shit on the radio. You swear all the time. Carry on. What were you going to say? So what? I'm making it spicy. Graham Linehan. You say it in your mama's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. 
What's uh, what's Graham Linehan done? He's, I don't know anything about He's become incredibly anti-trans. He thinks that the uh, the, the transsexual community are against him, uh, and he just constantly just turned the weirds against <laughs> us. He's turned the trans against us. Right. Um, That's, can I just say I know nothing about him other than the fact that he did some he's a comedy writer. Mm. Um, and when I asked you what he's done, I think mm. I probably could have had a thousand guesses there before, he, <laughs> before you sort of thought you'd have said that. Before he's actually let the I thought you were going to say, the... like, he's, he's got involved with Brexit or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think he's sort of, he's one of those men of an old generation who's just a bit confused and scared, even though none of it has anything to do with him, but he still feels the need to comment. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't just worry about it. your own life, yeah. Are you, are you, are you, um, do you feel like you're, you, 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 you could be someone better? Do you feel like you're, um, in a in the wrong body. No, mm. then don't fucking worry about anyone else's. Then yeah, just fucking leave it, Graham. Again, swearing with the swearing. Always I don't care. Um, I want to talk. So I didn't about... come in not to swear. I want to <laughs> put that on your gravestone. Yeah, I want to talk about something completely different, but I think nonetheless very very interesting. Mm. Um, it's out now because by the time this show comes out, it would have been it would have been well out. But last week, I went to a special premiere of the film Free Solo. What um, is that now? It is Free one Solo. of one of the finest documentary films I've ever seen, and it's a profile of the rock climber Alex Honnold, right? Who um, became in June of last year the first man to, or the first person to free solo climb El Capitan, which is the largest um, operating think, system. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, I think that's what it's named after. Yes. It's the largest rock in Yosemite National Park. It's, it's th- a beauty. Didn't a bit of it fall off recently, El Capitan? Uh, he's open, not. I've been to Yosemite and it's lovely. The sequoia trees really? are beautiful. Well, it's a 3,200 foot rock. So mm. roughly for those of you residing in London or surrounding areas, it's about three and a half times the height of the Shard. Shit. Uh, and he climbed it on his own with no ropes. <sighs> it is, honestly, absolutely remarkable. It is a remarkable film of a remarkable achievement. And That's the thing though, isn't it? Like you... <sighs> I, I, I come oh. away from it thinking this man should be thought of in the same bracket as, you know, Roger Bannister and mm. Usain Bolt and you know Neil Armstrong. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's done. I, I mean, mean, I'm watching the trailer. This looks disgusting. I mean, he 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 he, he becomes this guy. Ooh, I don't like that. He becomes this guy. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's hard enough to watch. It's hard to watch. It really is. Because I guess you're just waiting for it to bloody fall, aren't you? His, the whole, finger, yeah, his finger strength. Wow. The, the, whole, the whole movie is essentially geared up towards him achieving this thing. It's never been, yeah. nothing, and to never put it in done. perspective, no, no, yeah, well, no one really knows anything about rock climbing, broadly mm. speaking. So, you know, if you and I did a rock climbing podcast, not, not many people are going to listen to it. But to put it in perspective... We'd have a go. <laughs> I mean, my power-to-weight ratio is appalling. There's no way I'm going to get it. But it is, it is a, a complete outlier in terms of the achievement within the field. Mm. And, and it transcends the field of how, of how good it is. And 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 the, the interesting thing about the film itself, I mean, the achievement speaks for itself, and you can go and look it up uh, and find out exactly what it's all about. But the, the the film itself succeeds in telling a story of a man who is, in, in many ways, it sounds like a cliche, but it's absolutely true, a man who is far more comfortable 2,000 feet in the air on his own, hanging off a rock, than he is talking to other people, as, than he is interacting with other human beings. Does he think about, like stuff when he's doing it well uh, interestingly enough after watching the movie I, we, it, there was a Q&A with him and the director and he was yeah. asked that question in that Q&A and he said um, you're so focused uh, that you that you don't really think about an awful lot it's particularly on the hard parts 
but right. because of that rock is solid. <laughs> hard parts. Yeah, no, but, but it's true. Relatively yeah. speaking, there are hard parts and easy parts. Of and that, that relativity is very far away from any frame of reference I would ever have. No, but you say that, but at some points on that rock, he is literally walking up little ledges and stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, he said on, on the bits where he's able to think, he's thinking about his partners and his friends who've helped him because there's a lot of training involved. Mm. But I'll come on to the Q&A bit in a minute because he's an interesting guy. But one thing the film does succeed in doing is 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 telling the story of him as a human being. And the reason he started free soloing is because, and free soloing is the act of climbing rocks without a partner and without any ropes. The reason he started doing that is because he was so socially awkward at the start of his climbing interest that he found it easier to climb on his own than to ask someone else to climb with him. Because right, he was okay, very yeah, yeah. scared of interaction with other people. So uh, his only friend is the cliff. Well, halfway through the movie, he gets a girlfriend. And she's obviously very nervous about what I he's doing. I swear you were going to say goat then. No, no, no. no. He gets he's a girlfriend. He's got a goat on a yeah. dam. He climbs with the goat. No, he gets a girlfriend right. and, and that obviously becomes a lot more complicated because the art of free soloing is that, or the, or, sorry, not the art, the, the, the protocol and, the, and, the, and the, sort of the way you do it is if you are about to free solo something, you don't tell anyone you're going to do it. Oh, really? For, yeah, for a number of reasons. Well, but partly because if you, if you say you're going to do it to people and you end up not doing it mm. and they don't hear from you, um, then yeah, it can be difficult. But also, not only that, most importantly, because it is so dangerous yeah. that if you say you're going to do it mm. and the next morning you plan to do it and then someone comes up to you and says, oh, you look great, you're looking great form, but you don't feel great, mm. you'll, you'll start making decisions you shouldn't make for the wrong right, reason. And okay. you'll basically, you'll die. And, and the best way to... The two, two ways of summing up this pursuit, one summing up the film and, and the specific achievement and the other one in terms of freestyling generally, it is a truism that people who get into free solo climbing essentially do it until they die right. because eventually they do die yeah. because they get too old. Mm. Uh, and if you look at the people who have died, they're like 55 and their bodies oh, and just can't do it and anymore. And they just fall. Yeah. Secondly, um, the best way of describing this particular achievement in this movie free solo about Al Capitan is summed up by a colleague climber of his who helps him with his training mm. and says the best way to explain it is think of um, the hardest sporting discipline you can think of and then think about trying to win the gold medal at the Olympics in that discipline. And if you don't, you die. Mm. That's basically what it is. Yep. It is honestly a remarkable piece of work. It's beautifully shot. It's amazingly um, told. The, 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 the problems they have in the production of the film are told within the, the documentary itself. So it becomes almost like a quite, quite a self-referencing film because they can't interfere with him in any way. Mm. To the point of where they can't really even be in his eye line when he's doing it. And they're in this ridiculous situation where they're making a film about him trying to do his ambition of eight or ten years of, as a climber, but they don't actually know if he's going to do it or not, and they can't persuade him or dissuade him from doing it or not doing it. Not only that, they have to film it from on the mountain with drones and with um, other experienced professional climbers who are the only people who can be considered as camera people because it's too dangerous otherwise. The director's called Jimmy Chin. He's a, he's a climber of some repute as well. He free solos himself. They can't be in his island at any point. It, honestly... And they become very good friends with him over the year or two. They're filming it, so they're worried for him. It's so dangerous. It's, it, honestly, it is an absolute roller coaster ride. It's a brilliant achievement. It's a brilliant film. It's called Free Solo. It's produced by National Geographic, and you should watch it because it's. I, I would be stunned if it doesn't at least get considered for the Oscar next year. I uh, watched a trailer while you were talking then, and I don't ever want to see that trailer again. <laughs> There's a bit in it, right? It's disgusting. It becomes clear very early on that he does it. And because mm. they talk about it in the intro, mm. uh, because it's about the achievement, not about the clip. It, yeah. Pun, pun intended, cliffhanger of whether mm. he does it or not, because if he doesn't do it, he's going to be dead and he's yep. not dead. So you know he did it. But there's, um, there's a bit in it where he breaks the rock down into different 
sections. Okay. Right. And so one section at 600 feet is this, and then one at 1200 feet is this. And this is one about two thirds up called the boulder problem, right. where they can't work out a route of how to get round it without having to do one of the following two things. The gap is about six to eight feet, yeah. but there's nothing to hold on to. So you either put your leg out in what's called a karate kick, where you put your leg as high as you can and you fall and your leg um, grip, your foot grips on the other side, but you're falling. It's an act of falling with no ropes, right? Yeah. Well, the second one is you literally jump from one side to the other uh. with no ropes. And he says himself, he's the finest free climber of all time. And he says himself, in a, in a really interesting moment of sort of clarity, he just he says to the camera, you know, the karate technique isn't ideal the feeling of falling is not something you ever want when you're focused on a climb like this but I mean jumping when you've got no rope I mean it just seems obscene <laughs> that's what he says that's what he says I yeah. just I would what happens if he gets like halfway it's like buying you know those big tubs of Greek yogurt in the supermarket okay and you're halfway through and you're like I wanted some Greek yogurt yeah but I didn't want all of this carton but you've got to finish it but you've got to and finish it if you don't it. you die well, yeah. There's nothing, there's no, the thing about it's it is. It's horrible, Lou. Yeah, there's no. I don't know why you put yourself through that film, to be honest. There's no easy way to try and get across to people who haven't seen the film how high it is and how dangerous it is, but also how the margin for error is literally non-existent. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, oh, do you know what? I got halfway up and I had to stop. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. It's just in a shorts and t-shirt. That's all he's in. <laughs> and, and a pair of shoes. That's it. And a little, little, um, a little bit of spit chalk. of uh, chalk. Yeah, that's it. What if he runs out of chalk? Anyway, he's prepared for that. <laughs> he's going to do that. Oh, cheating. Do you know how long it took him to do Chalky it? Chalky cheater. I'll give, you a little, I'll give you a little bit of info, right. and then you tell me how long you think it took him to do it. Yeah. A third of the way up, he comes across a group of other climbers who are yep. camped on the rock. Okay. Because they've got a third up, so they're mm. camping overnight. Mm. How long do you reckon it took him to do the whole thing? 3,200 feet. Um, it's really hard for me not to be very accurate because I just saw it in the trailer. Oh, three hours, 56 three hours, minutes. Three minutes. Incredible. I, I thought it would take him like all day. Don't worry about spoilers. As Pete just said, all that stuff's in the trailer. Yeah. You've got to watch it for the movie it is, not because don't, you're not worried about what comes don't next. Don't watch it. It sounds horrible. It's amazing. It is the fine, one of the finest documentaries I've ever seen, if not the best I've ever seen, and I'd happily watch it again. It's, it's amazing. Oh, it it's brilliant. It, oh, anyway, I'm, sorry I'm, for ranting on about that oh, for so long. It's a good, that's a good little movie review, Luke. Thanks. That was almost a professional feature. You tried to undermine it. That's Why the thing. I? Difference between you and Mark Kerman. Why did I? Difference between me and Mark Kerman is Mark Kerman hasn't got you going, oh, Greek yogurt in the background. He's got Simon Mayo, which is also <laughs> a very a very similar, very similar um, kind of substance. That's a big tub of mayo you yeah, got. That's even exactly. worse. That's even worse. It's isn't even it? worse. Worse for All you. right, I'll give everyone a breather after my ranting on about free solo so we can have an ad break and then come back and talk about some uh, some emails. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync... 
things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's a song for the climbers out there. I don't, yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's long enough. I feel like I need a breather, and then I get like a three-second ad break. Have you ever done uh, climbing? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I did a bit. Um, went on this uh, weekend away at college to Wales, and we did some climbing, yeah. 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 My exes do it quite a lot. Um, I, quite, I quite like the idea of that bouldering stuff. I just don't like all the ropes and stuff. I don't like the idea of like, it's just like having been responsible for somebody else not breaking their back. Yeah, I prefer like the bouldering where you're not that high up, but you're just going. That's the thing about the movie. Like, I mean, it just glosses over the fact that climbing three thousand feet with ropes is still really dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) but it just sort of glosses over that. I just don't know. You get the it's it's more just like you know you're drilling the holes in the um in the thing, and it's just like how do you even get them in the holes and the wedges and the. There was a mad um, not for me, Clive. There was a mad scene in like the early nineties, wasn't there, with these speed soloists who would do it, but the idea was to do it with no ropes as quickly as possible. Oh, and they'd be uh, flipping themselves upside down and stuff. Yeah, to grab old. A lot of them were all like amphetamines and stuff. Really? Yeah, it was, that was part of the scene. Oh, really? Amphetamines. Yeah. Well, all, it does make you concentrate on things, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and they all died basically. <laughs> <laughs> they all, it's not funny because like, a lot of them were being really irresponsible. Ah, wankers, all of them. And that's the thing about Alex Honnold in this movie. Mm. He's never had any responsibility. His blaseness to, towards death mm. is actually quite shocking right. yet he meets this girl and she comes into the dynamic and says well hang on a minute now you've got a responsibility yeah. now, now I love you for who you are but how can you can you not see your life slowly moving towards having more meaning than just you in a rock because yeah. I'm involved now and you've got people who care about you and he he, he, he finds it very difficult to square that circle she's chosen terribly do you know where she met him? Where? At like a climbing book signing. So she knew exactly who he was. Oh, right, okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's conflicting. It's, it's interesting. A climbing group. She seems lovely, but she was very emotional, as you'd expect, about that sort of... I mean, they were all very emotional, really. I mean, yeah. It's understandable. Well, presumably she's prepared for it as well, because she knows what, what he's about. He mm. likes climbing about the gaff. He does. You, you can't know? keep him down. What, Wait, if it, what if he does a rod hull? Wake up, yeah, wake up in the middle of the night. Where is he? On the roof again. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, wow. What, what what do you want to do for emails? Do you want to do one? Because I've done I'll, a lot I'll of do a quick one. Um, yeah. Anonymous retail drawn has got in touch. <laughs> nice. Not, not one of those flying ones, just somebody who just does retail. Um, ow! Um, hi, guys. Long time listener since you started, in fact. First time emailer. I recently heard the story of the chocolate competition at WH Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, people who sell more chocolate than anyone else get the prize or something. However, 
as a current employee of the said re- retailer, I can confirm that there is no prize for us uh, mere store assistants other than the fact that if we don't sell enough, the store might go under. Keep up the good work. What then a why depressing they, email. Why do they push them so and much? Christmas then? as well. <laughs> don't worry, WH Smith will almost go out of business and Mike Ashley will mm. step in. <laughs> oh no, I don't really care. Don't want that, no? Don't really care. Um, what about this, Pete? Um, I'm just sort of torn between which of these emails to do, but I might do this email here for um, mm. the Simon. Right. Um, it's like a catch-all email okay. about loads of stuff, and I think it might fit quite well. Um, he says, listen to number 43, report, reporting in for the first time. Um, be meaning to check in for a while, but keep forgetting. So I've managed to save uh, a few things up to, to get over to you. Mm. Um, number one, I'm a huge fan of most of the things you do, but don't worry, I won't cane you for the ones that aren't in my wheelhouse. I think that's reference to the listener, Kane, who decided he was going to leave. Oh, right, um, yeah. Point number two, monkeys stealing crisps. I've been living in Peach Playground, Japan, for the last seven years. I live in an unheralded rural corner called Fukui. And one time nearly dropped my red bean on toast flavoured Kit Kat when it got a mention in episode 38. It wasn't episode 38. It was about 10 episodes ago. Yeah. Definitely 100 and something. Anyway, I digress. So here in Fukui, we have an abundance of uh, Tonbi black kites, the bird of prey variety, Ooh. not the kid's toy, that are usually content on gorging themselves on fish from the sea and dragonflies they acrobatically snatch out of the air. But of course, everybody enjoys a good dessert and the Tombies are no different and therefore have developed a penchant for ice cream which also come in bizarre flavours in Japan. More <laughs> on that later. Such is their thirst for ice cream, they are regularly known to brazenly swoop down to snatch the ice cream component clean out of the wafer cone while it's still in a person's hand. A bit like sort of corn, Cornish Naughty seagulls. seagulls, yeah. Or Brighton seagulls mm. or whatever. Uh, number three, reference things your dad stole from work. This one is actually about my mum. Several years ago, we were sat on a beach at the end of the day when she got out the thermos and poured us all a coffee, only for my dad, who is particularly anti-waste and plastic pollution, to castigate her um, for providing each of us with a disposable plastic stirrer. To which my mum, who was a nurse at the time, replied, it's okay, I stole them from work because they were going to throw them out. We all carried on stirring our coffees, our eco-minds at ease, (laughs) until she followed up with the now immortal sentence, yeah, they're actually smear test spatulas. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, reference number four, weird flavoured shit. Ice cream flavours here in Japan, as I mentioned earlier, can be just as weird as the Kit Kats and include... Oh, do you know what I'll do, Pete? I'll give you the, the list of the flavours and you can tell me whether you'd like to try them. Okay. Uh, number one, lavender. Oh, bloody hell, that's a bit much, isn't it? That's just strong. Too overbearing. Rose. Um, a little bit more in my wheelhouse, Turkish Delight style. Rose ice cream, yeah. Uh, sweet potato. Yeah, I've had pursuit potato ice cream before. Yeah, it's all right. But they put they put like sort of beany stuff in everything, so it tastes a little beany. Squid ink. Would that taste of anything? It would just taste a bit like aniseed, wouldn't it? Yeah. Squid ink. Um, basashi. Basashi. I don't know what basashi is. Raw Ooh. horse meat, apparently. Oh, oh yes, of course, yes. There we go. Lovely. All right, it's a few more things. So bear with me um, with um, with with uh, with this email from Simon. Uh, reference normal flavored shit number five. I can't work out if the monkeys in Japanese zoos are more or less evolved than the regular shit flinging variety in other corners of the world. Mm. You see, I once had a fun day at Ishikawa Zoo. At least until it was until we witnessed three different species all eating their own feces. Sorry, Pete. Even the gibbons were at it too. What? The chimpanzees even beckoned over their mates to share it fresh from the bum. <laughs> Perhaps much more civilised than throwing it at punters and also in keeping with the Japanese football fan culture of always clearing up after yourself. Mm. 
Um, uh, what else have we got here? Reference raw chicken, episode 100 and something. It's delicious and I've eaten it many times and never suffered any ill effects. A particular favourite of mine is avocado and raw chicken salad. It's just chunks of the both aforementioned ingredients with lashings of uh, soy sauce. Uh, and then he finishes up by saying he's got Hello Kitty batteries in his remote. That is adorably Japanese. There's a lot in that email, to be honest. He actually ends Would by, you by inviting you to Fukui. Uh, I've got on a train through Fukui because I was in um, a place just near there. Very briefly. I like that he I also says... Nin- I went to a ninja town in Kanazawa. Oh, did you? What was that like? Um, it was good. They um, seemed to have quite nice houses. They're ninjas. Right. And what, what, ninjas. what do you mean when you say that? I mean, you don't still get ninjas, do you? No. So what are they? They're just just, just dudes. Just shogunny houses, I guess. Right. They're just guys who were like, you know, were they quite, were fight, they, were fighty for pay. Were they noblemen back in the day? And that's why they've got nice houses. I don't really know. I, I, I'm not really into all that sort of nonsense, to be honest. I think I'd be, I think I'd be accused of being even uh, an even bigger geek than I actually am now, to be honest. True. Yeah. True. All right. Thanks for that, Simon. Anyway. Cheers, um, si. Plenty of stuff for Pete to get his teeth into there. Mm. I remember that, I remember for some reason, the equivalent of that sort of bird coming down, stealing food is um, seagulls, right? Yeah. I would... I remember when I first realised how big the seagulls are in Brighton and Cornwall compared to everywhere else. They are absolutely massive. And of course... Why don't we eat them? I don't know, but there's also no such thing as a seagull. Do you know that? Oh, right. They're black-headed gulls or herring gulls. The seagull is the catch-all term. Ah. Well, now you know. I don't think I've ever seen a black-headed one. Yeah, you do get them. You do get them. There you go. What else Uh, have you got there, Peter? uh, Rayan. From uh, Nigeria. Hello, Ryan from uh, Nigeria. Hello, guys. Stumbled upon your podcast a couple of weeks ago and have been hooked ever since. Wow. Um, strange how a show about nothing in particular can be so entertaining and educative, educative even. Um, or educational even. Uh, anywho, I wonder if you've uh, come across a story of the accusations levelled against the president of Nigeria. Mohammed Bahari, uh, that he is a cloned version of the original president who, in fact, died during an illness which kept him in hospital overseas for three months last year. Wow. He recently debunked these claims in an address in Poland and has since come in for some ridicule on a lot of shows in America. I wonder if you uh, guys feel that any world leaders, past and present, past or present, have in fact died while in office, have been uh, clandestinely, uh, clandestinely uh, replaced with a clone or doppelganger to see out his or her term. That is interesting, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I wonder where that came from. There's a lot of like clones that um to for, for protection purposes, isn't it? Every sort of despot usually has about three or four different versions of them. Do they? Yeah, like Saddam had like three or four, didn't he? Oh true, yeah. So did Stalin, so did uh, yeah, Paul, everyone has all that. Paul business. McCartney. Business. Yeah. Paul McCartney apparently he died in the sixties. Mm. I mean my double could be anyone really. Yeah, um, anyone. So many different. Sometimes places. when I come and do a, a show with you, I don't know for the first ten or fifteen minutes if it's it actually is, you yeah. or not. Mm. Interesting. Th- check, I wonder where that, that that um where that sort of conspiracy theory actually came from originally. Because there's, t- isn't, I'll tell you what's a really a really interesting current one. What is, isn't there a lot of rumours? Aren't there a lot of rumours going around that Melania Trump has got like lookalikes? Oh, there was a, there was one that was definitely if wasn't it? Yeah, but these are lookalikes, not clones. I mean, no. this is different. It's a different thing. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, how would you clone? Like, I mean, I'm presuming the president of Nigeria is in his fifties, if not older. Uh, and uh, how would you clone someone to look exactly like you within minutes? Within within you know. Days? So it's lookalikes we're talking. About. Saddam mm-hmm. had like lookalikes, didn't? Yeah, they? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there was definitely one of picture Malaya of Malaya Trump, Trump, yeah, yeah. Oh, mad. Yeah. yeah, didn't look anything like her. Yeah, because I presume they just fall out all the time because he's a nightmare. <laughs> but do you, but yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I wonder whether people just want that shit to happen, or whether it's just a bad photo or whatever. Mm. Though. But anyway. Um, I do. What about this from Joel Pete? This is right up your um, right up your street, Steady. right in your wheelhouse. He just lists. It's a it's a simple email from Joel. He just lists. I'm a simple man. A load of discontinued foodstuffs. Nice. Okay. I think you're gonna like him. Hit me. 
Hubba Bubba Soda. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, I think I've had that before. Like bubblegum flavoured soda. I wonder why I don't do that anymore. Mm. Probably too many sort of enums or something. Uh, ketchups. Ketchup. Oh, ketchup chips. Ketchup I th- crisps. I guess so, yeah. Ketchups. The Walkers did tomato ketchup flavour, right? They were nice. The they, were, they, they were, they were ne- next to Worcestershire sauce. I mean, that is like, you know, if I can't get Worcestershire sauce, I would have tomato sauce. Do you know what I like in terms of Walkers flavours? I like a prawn cocktail, mate. Yeah, prawn cocktail. Yeah. Cheese and onion. I regularly go for prawn cocktail. Um, next up is a classic, Maverick Bar. Maverick Bar. It reminds me of that League of Gentlemen sketch. Do you remember Maverick that sketch? Bar. No, I don't. Maverick you Bar. You know of Pop, who's like the uh, the pervy older dad, and he's got a... a um, He's like he's supposed to be like I don't know like from Armenia or something, and he's got um <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes he's got like a um Maverick bar. a corner shop, and um the his son is in charge of it one day, <laughs> and uh, Pop comes in and the son's really upset. He's like, what happened? He's like, some children they came in the shop and I turned around to get them a Snapple, and <laughs> and. Uh, I turned back and all the Maverick bars were gone. <laughs> and, and Pop just sits there for silently for a few seconds and he just goes, how many Maverick bars? <laughs> and, then, and it culminates with him going, get out, get out. And, then, and his other son's out, you are my son now, my only son. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fuse bar, do you remember a Fuse I bar? I like a Fuse bar. They were great. They, they were not brilliant. still around, they were just sweepings, weren't they? Cadbury Fuse, yeah, all the sweepings sweep in. in chocolate. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, vice versa as well. Vice versa, yeah. Some were brown. Like, so some were white chocolate, chocolate with a brown sugar shell, yeah. and then brown cho- milk chocolate, brown chocolate, milk chocolate <laughs> with a white with a white sugar. The brown um, chocolate was what like the chimps were eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Classic. Yeah, that's right up your street. That beautiful bit, bit of that. What else have you got for me? Oh, I've got something on Bend Over. If you want that, okay, let's have that then. Remember Bend Over from last time, <laughs> from last week. He said it's from Dan. He says, "Hi guys, short email here. Just catching up on last Thursday's podcast, and glad to hear a reference to British icon Bend Over." Funny that you guys have both had interactions with the legend himself as he resides in my local town of Epsom. In fact, his son went to Epsom College and I would often spot him in the local Nando's. I would only be able to spot his son due to the fact that he is, in, is Tiger Drew Honey, who is most famous for playing Jake Brockman, the older sibling in popular British sitcom Outnumbered. Hmm. I think I knew that. Yeah, um, he was definitely, yeah, he was an actor. He was a, he, I think he did an Edinburgh show as well, maybe. Or maybe that was Ben Dorham himself. Yeah, apparently his mother's also a porn star called Lindsay Drew, um, but her name doesn't have the same jazz as either Ben's or Tiger's. Mm. Just thought you'd be interested. Well, Kelly, who used to work uh, with, the, with the Ramble a little bit, um, she was listening to uh, Luke and Pete show uh, last week when we were talking about Ben Dover, I guess. Apparently, he used to come into HMV all the time to talk to our video sales rep. He'd bring his filth in and show her the boxes, and she'd have to choose which one she knew would be popular with her customers. <laughs> What, they sell them in HMV? Yeah, well, he was, he was going and, 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 yeah, I guess. They sell pornos in HMV? Yeah, they did back in the day. Really? I remember, did they really? Uh, yeah, I remember being in one in Newcastle and there was one title, uh, a gay porn title called Euroboys Boys and what, the man on the front cover looked like a friend so he was called Euroboy for about a year. You, hey, you, Euroboy. You dodged a bullet there because you look like everyone. You could have easily I looked look, like I him. must look like so many gay porn stars but without physique. On that bombshell, that is bombshell. about all we've got time for, for episode 126 of the Luke and Pete Show. Getting very close to Christmas now. I think Pete's going to bring out his Christmas box of tricks Steady. for next time around. I'm going to get my crackers out. If you want to get in touch, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. It's been lovely to talk to you, and uh, we'll see you again soon. What's the worst thing you've, you've found in a cracker? Mini playing cards, mm. nail scissors. Divorce letter. <laughs> oh, no, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got excited.
that's enough of that. This was a Radio Staccato production. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.